like the greatest time to be alive, I think, is now. And if we are in that last sprint to 2030 where it's either us or them, like it's either dystopian, you know, uh, digital enslavement for the rest of humanity, or it's uh, citadels and Bitcoin and humans interacting and flourishing at a level that has never been seen on planet Earth. Like, this is the final battle, in my opinion. And if it is like Laser Hoddle says, and 2030 is that deadline where it's either us or them, well, we all know that open source software and, and Bitcoin and uncensorable, censorship resistant money will freaking win that game. And, and centralized power has no match, there is no match to decentralized army of guerrilla cyber hornets that will can literally act more retarded than you guys can act professional. What a time to be alive. I totally agree with Optimist in that intro. Uh, it is a great time to be alive right now. We have just uh, the awesome ability to really try and steer humanity in a better direction, but it takes us being active, it takes us being aware, it takes us uh, you know, not being complacent. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that are waking up and it's exciting. But yeah, today joining me, I have Optimus Fields and Winicus, who are the co-hosts of the Bitcoin Kindergarten uh, show, which is on Wednesday nights. It's a live show uh, that they stream to YouTube and have an awesome Discord uh, chat. You can join in with voice or just share your uh comments via chat and it, it's so much fun i'm on there every wednesday night it's one of my favorite uh parts of the week you know i look forward to it and yeah i was hoping to get them on the show and we talk about all sorts of things we uh talk about what's coming you know how we survive it how we uh you know fight these parasites that want to you know eliminate our, our self-sovereignty with you know technology how do we uh use technology to allow us to achieve more sovereignty and this is something you know that is critical uh with bitcoin and and why it's different than all the altcoins out there is because it is about sovereignty it's not about a company getting rich or you know this startup mentality it's about creating a monetary system that is censorship resistant that is confiscation uh resistant that really empowers the individual and protects private property rights and then does it you know using austrian economics with uh, hard money i mean it's just absolutely incredible uh how empowering that is but it was fun to get into this conversation uh with these guys they're fantastic make sure to go follow them on twitter and check out their show on wednesday nights and i hope you enjoy this conversation Cool. We're recording. Good to have you guys on. Stoked. Welcome, Optimus. And What's up, bro? It's good. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Yeah, so Bitcoin Kindergarten, probably, well, it's definitely one of my favorite shows. I uh, look forward to Wednesday nights. Uh, big fan of what you guys are doing. How long have you guys been doing that for? Uh, me and Nick started Bitcoin Kindergarten May of 2020, so a year and some change every Wednesday. Actually, we took one Wednesday off, me and Nick, back in the day, but now, 
Yeah, Nick can't mind. But now we do it every Wednesday. Me and Wynikus and Jester, but Jester is on a break in Turkey. He's he's a I got I got two nomadic co-hosts and they go and wander the world and they make me FOMO. So but yeah, uh we've been doing it every week for, for a year, man. That's dope. Yeah, how did how did you get roped into it, Wynikus? So actually Nico from Simply Bitcoin, he was the one that told me, hey, Wednesday night, you should go talk to these guys. Like, it's a fun little group. And I I joined one Wednesday and figured, oh, like, I found people that kind of think like me. Like, we're talking about how voting is useless and all these other things about Bitcoin. And I was just like, wow, I found my tribe, basically. And I got hooked as well, came every Wednesday. And then uh, Nick Can't Mind, he got busy with bitcoin magazine i think he's like the head of head know, of news head of news hmm. so he, uh, he was social media manager back then now he's head of news so making big moves yeah, he had too much bandwidth uh the handle simply bitcoin so then i basically just shoved my way in there because i was just showing up every wednesday regardless so i just figured uh help whatever i could do to help optimus out that's dope. Yeah. In Miami, we, we made some like Bitcoin kindergarten t-shirts for the conference. So those were a hit. And uh, ever since I joined, we started live streaming on YouTube. So just little little improvements. But it's more more so I just like the fun of the group that joins and then the casual conversation that occurs. Like you can't talk about Bitcoin in real life really with people around you and they've had enough but Wednesday night is your outlet to speak about everything you want or just act uh pretty trollish so <laughs> it's always a fun time because I'm an island boy and I'm to me oh I'm an island boy I still don't really get the meme dude they don't make sense but it's just ridiculous it's just it, it was, it caught fire on Twitter and now everyone is just a, a reappropriating it. Yeah. The real humans. I think that's something I've learned from uh, Bitcoin Twitter is to not try and think too hard about these memes. Well, that's the funny part because, like, some memes you have to think really hard about them so you like you or you have to study a lot to get them and so there's a lot of context to them and then some like play on that that idea that like oh you need a lot of context to get this meme and they just you just make them as ridiculous as possible and you know you throw them out there and you see if you're able to troll people and see if they think you're serious or not or like do they get the meta joke within the joke so you're just amusing yourself dude it's all for the, the lols yeah it's kind of like an anti-meme or an anti-joke almost some of them exactly yeah kind of going back to what you said Winicus, about like bitcoin kindergarten is the place where you can actually hang out with uh like-minded people you can't talk to normies about bitcoin and we're typically all surrounded by normies uh it 
it's weird how Bitcoiners are so scattered all over the place. And once in a while in day-to-day life, I'll, I'll stumble across somebody that gets it. And it's in the most random places. I, I don't know. Is that something you guys have experienced too? Yeah. I mean, uh, like Optimus always says, Bitcoiners are built different. So it's like this, this weird anti authoritarian, like always seeking the truth kind of attitude. And it, I don't know. It's just, it, I'm, I'm actually surprised with the, the group of people that I've encountered over the last like year and a half more than anything. Like I've been in Bitcoin maybe for like four or five years, but um, like the last year and a half, it really became more social for me and getting to know people all over the world. And we all just have the same kind of appetite for, for the truth and how people uh, are rent seeking and we call it out and then we just have fun at the same time. So I just, I gravitate towards, towards those people, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, me, I mean, in like in real life away from Bitcoin Twitter, I don't, I don't think I, I encountered too many people, but I'm also like a, a lot of people know on Twitter. I'm not going to dox where I am, but a lot of people know I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Kami heartland. So like I'm in the heart of the beast over here. And uh, I don't really catch too many Bitcoiners outside of Bitcoin Twitter, but lately I have been catching a lot more base people, like doing a lot more base shit where I'm just like, okay, like, all right, he, like, he gets it. He could be a Bitcoiner. Like, he, he doesn't get it yet. He's a pre-coiner, but uh, he, he could figure it out. So, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I've been orange pilling my friends and trying just to convert them so I can have Bitcoiners around me nice yeah yeah but i think also like when you come across those people where you or like this person could be a bitcoiner like he's he's ready for the orange bill but you got to give them like patience time because i always reflect back on on my journey as to the steps that were taken to get to where i am and my thought process and like even a couple years ago i would have made many different decisions based on like mental frameworks that were not fully like Bitcoin ethos. So uh, yeah, like those orange pilled people that, that are waiting for it. I think uh, like I try to be patient with them, you know, but just throwing little carrots and then hopefully they, they eventually turn, you know, I think a number goes up, always fixes it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I I don't even know how I got into Bitcoin. You know, when I look back, I think like when I people ask me, I tell them, you know, I started to learn about money. I went through like a Dave Ramsey series, so he was my first introduction to actually thinking about money. And then learned about the Fed, got super upset, and uh, started getting into Bitcoin. And it was like a four year journey from statist to anarchist uh like wanting the entire system to implode pretty much so yeah it's kind of funny to yeah look back at the journey it's it's hard to be impatient with some people though or to be patient with people yeah that's all uh part of the bitcoin zen and i think uh i had a similar 
aha moment as far as like more so the history of money and rather than the technology because i heard of bitcoin a few times before it really hit me but then once you start to understand just the history of money and why we're using dollars in the first place like people just don't question that at all they just go on with their lives and spend their dollars and earn it and don't even know like how that came about so those were like the moments where i really started to say like whoa this is this is something special you know yeah yeah so optimist why are you why are you subjecting yourself to the heart of commie land uh just because i'm a fucking plant bro i i don't got money you know i'm barely i'm barely fucking floating over here so uh but bitcoin fixed this I'm, I'm at the point now where i feel i have uh you know at least the horizon of some options you know like soon i will be able to uh, be more nomadic and move around and be more uh, agile and mobile so i am uh where i am because it's where i grew up dude this is this is the area that i love and i i honestly I used to be proud of, of where I am and where I'm from, but uh, now it's just like, man, it, it kind of it kind of hurts a little bit just seeing the ridiculousness and and the wokeness and that, and you know, like I've said it before, I, I went I went woke and full woke and then I woke up and then once you wake up, you're like, holy shit, this shit's ridiculous. So, you know, it's been a, a long journey of unlearning a lot of stuff and. Uh, you know, just happy to be where I am because, like, hanging out with all all my Bitcoin friends, you know, I get roasted all the time. But it's <laughs> it's just it's just part of the fun, you know. It's part of the journey. Standing up when I'm not up when I'm not an Uber pleb, I will probably be making moves. Yeah. Well, you could be like Winicus and just be, as he describes himself, homeless. Dude, Winicus is a baller, though, dude. Like, don't don't let his like bum chic confuse you. This guy. This guy makes moves, bro. Yeah, I, I I don't got as much uh, you know, mobility as this guy. This guy this guy's secretly a baller. You guys don't even know who Winicus is. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't trying to put down Winicus. I think I'm it's homeless. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I basically figured out like certain life hacks, and I think. Similar to Bitcoin, how it's pretty much information asymmetry, like we're capturing a certain set of knowledge before the masses come here. Um, I kind of do that with like designing your lifestyle, you know, so I figured why should I be paying for certain expenses and be stuck in a location where I can just own a backpack and then be mobile and go to countries where even the dollar is just viewed as the king and just take advantage of low cost of living while seeing like the world meeting new people and eating delicious food. Those are like pretty much my goals. And I'm in a point in my life where I can do that. Hopefully uh, I can do it longer. Who knows? But I don't really plan like too far into the future. I just enjoy every day. That's the goal. Nice. Yeah, I definitely admire that. I uh, definitely like have been interested in living that lifestyle. Uh, I uh, 
do have a serious relationship that doesn't allow me to do that though and i i've chosen that over but i mean being able to travel outside of the u.s would be pretty sweet right now especially going down to el salvador yeah i mean you can always just like get a taste of it and go for a week or two or whatever and i mean there's not much stopping people from realizing like what they can really do and people have these ideas like i need 20 million dollars to retire and like never work again it's like all right so like what are you going to do with that 20 million dollars it's like oh well i'm gonna go to asia and go on a motorbike tour around vietnam it's like all right well i did that and it it was like 500 bucks that whole month where i was doing that so like you don't need like all this money that you think you do that's dope yeah and uh it's 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 also ingrained into the whole like bitcoins stack sats mentality like don't don't buy useless junk or things that like things don't bring you happiness you know if you don't need it then it's best not to own it it just brings more problems yeah it's 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 an interesting like one of the things that i've learned from bitcoin is that pretty much the entire society is just like lemmings running off of a cliff right now and i think think to understand bitcoin you have to get under out of the uh general consensus thinking uh i mean i i dropped out of university of arizona studying economics because i'd read a little bit of rothbard and realized the stuff that they were teaching me was just complete trash um especially like with understanding bitcoin uh a little bit and just watching people kind of march in lockstep towards you know destructive destruction essentially of like piling on uh student loan debt to then graduate and get a job uh not paying a ton to then go mortgage a house to then go finance a car to then go run up credit card debt uh it it's just you know really silly especially in this economic climate where things are so precarious um but yeah i definitely admire uh that aspect of the bitcoin culture of just like rejecting you know these stupid social norms that are dumb yeah i i love it i mean i feel like i was a, a quote-unquote bitcoiner before i had bitcoin so yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those chicken or egg problems, you know, like are Bitcoiners made or were you a Bitcoiner before you found Bitcoin? Because I, you know, I, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm not much for authority figures. I I go go against the grain as much as possible. But I'm also like, you know, trying to uh, not be noticed too much, uh, sticking out like a sore thumb. So I think it's just one of those things where like, your whole life leads you to Bitcoin and then you realize like, oh shit, okay. Now I have a perfect reflection of what I need to fix now to succeed because this money isn't lying to me. You know, it's transparent and so transparent that I realize I'm broken and I need to fix some shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 
So I, I interviewed Alex Fetsky a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things he talked about was like this remnant. And that's been a kind of a cool uh, narrative or, or meme or description of, of what's happening with the Bitcoin community, where there's this remnant of individuals, you know, positioning to rebuild society after things inevitably uh, either just shift or collapse potentially. Uh, and I think like as content creators in the, sp in, uh, you know, Bitcoin, we have a really important job as far as like one combating narratives, like, they want to label us all or financial terrorists or uh, white supremacists or, you know, stupid stuff like that. And then also kind of ha having to work around censorship um, because of how prevalent that is today. Uh, so there, there's like an aspect of it that's just like super fun uh, to screw around and, you know, talk shit and tell jokes. Uh, but th there is a, like a, very very serious uh aspect of what we're doing right now and combating these evil people uh that are trying to push through their narrative um so yeah i'm kind of curious what your guys' thoughts on that if that you know influences you and your work uh, i mean i love the bitcoin remnant uh the story or like the idea of the bitcoin remnant because uh, before I even knew what a remnant was, I, I've always had that ethos of like, okay, here is the truth as far as I know, and I am going to relay that truth in the way that I like to. I, I you know, I, it's like that Kanye line, you know, I never get, I never get anyone who would have a fake persona. So to me, I, you know, I don't fake the funk. I, I like to express myself how I want to express myself. And if that turns people off, then like, fuck them. I'm, uh, you know, it's not, it's not my concern. And when I found that Bitcoin remnant, it's like, oh, now I realize like why a lot of people have resonated and connected with me on Twitter and all my friends. It's like, cause we're the same way. Like, you know, talk shit with me, joke with me, tell me the truth, but just don't sugarcoat it. And like, if you get it, you get it. And we can just keep on moving from that. And so now subconsciously, I think I've, I've osmos that, that idea. And it's part of my whole like persona. Now I just say like whatever crazy, stupid shit I think of. And if it pushes people away, then like, so be it. Like the Bitcoiners that it catches, like, they'll they'll get me for me and they'll get like the character or the the point behind it and it's like oh i'm speaking to them because i am them and they understand that you know we're not like everyone else you know like that's why me and nick always fuck around with like built different you know sometimes it's like built different like yeah we're special ed and sometimes it's like built different like we're better than you and sometimes it's just like i'm a bitcoiner i have asymmetric knowledge that you don't and it's made us different it's we're built different so the idea of the remnant to me like i love that idea and sometimes i forget that i need to speak to the remnant you know i get caught up in the whole oh let's uh you know spread bitcoin to the masses and and we need uh you know we need the masses and we need mass adoption and we should we should water down the message so that everyone comes and everyone is a part of it and you know you you fall into that idea sometimes you fall into that rhetoric 
and then you're like oh this isn't authentic and then you just like start talking your shit and you just bring bitcoiners in so like there is you know everyone's a bitcoiner i i said it today like someone was saying oh you still have normie friends i'm like yeah you know like that my normies are still pre-coiners like i love my pre-coiners you know like everyone is a bitcoiner they just don't know it yet and so you know, you gotta you gotta communicate in various ways, and not everyone communicates in a in a well you know well tempered academic style, and that's not how you're gonna reach them. And and some people you know fall asleep to monotone, and and it might be dense with with uh, information, but it's they're not gonna retain any of it. And then you know, like two dumbasses like me and Weinick is coming around, and we show up every Wednesday talking about Bitcoin making ridiculous sound effect noises and the the bitcoin message sticks of like you know 21 million bitcoin and censorship resistance and like teleport money across the world and like fuck anyone that tells me what to do with my money and it no i lost you for a second Yeah, I'll sit on here. Yeah, okay. I'm going to pause it for a second until he comes back. Cool. So we lost Optimus for a second, but we're back. So yeah, you were kind of talking about not watering down the message. Yeah, uh, I I don't know where I I don't know where I fell off, so I don't know what happened to the internet. But uh, yeah, man, like in short, the once I was able to fully understand the Bitcoin remnant message of it doesn't matter if you speak to the masses, you you don't have to speak correctly to make an impact if you speak true to yourself and to what you believe there will be other bitcoiners out there like bitcoiners are everyone on earth and not everyone on earth is going to hear the same message via the same medium and be swayed like some people need charismatic you know uh like speakers some people need to be spoken to in a certain way for for the message to resonate and that's you know like maybe subconsciously me and Winekus have have like uh purposely made ourselves full left side of the bell curve uh bitcoin content creators for for the hell of it and and for the fun and for the lulls but it's a way of like uh it's like a 48 powers of law it's you know like play play dumber than the mark that you're trying to catch and so we act retarded to to basically make it feel that our our server, our our medium is that much more approachable. Because when it's too when it's too proper, you know, people get afraid, they get embarrassed, they get shy, and they're like, oh, I can't talk about Bitcoin. I'm gonna sound like an idiot in front of all these big Bitcoin names. When it's like me and Weinig is messing around with fucking soundboards and and saying the dumbest shit and having memes go through our, our Discord, it's just like a different way of communicating to the remnant. And so it's just you know, don't water down your message and just be true to yourself and, and speak to someone that's like you and, and you'll get your message across and it might not be to everyone. It might not be to the masses, but the remnant, all that matters, you know, like world, world, the world basically 
bends around the will of of the minority of, of of the individual so one man can change it all and that's the only person you need to really talk to that one person the remnant so i love the idea of the remnant yeah i think you guys uh don't give yourself enough credit you're definitely not <laughs> polar left on the bell <laughs> yeah it's just it's on brand bro like uh we have our we have our moments you know like when the when the two when the two beams spark between the ears sometimes we got a moment yeah now that that type of stuff is shilling shit coins on tiktok like that that's like full left i mean i think i could see Wynikus on tiktok he'd probably be pretty good on tiktok he's got a he's got the touch for social media this is like ironic left bell curve stuff you know it's like left side parody yeah you're gonna be shilling some or putting up some uh, baking videos of banana bread on tiktok (laughs) yeah that's the next presentation it's whatever this whatever sparks one person to get that aha moment it it might be banana bread who knows (laughs) probably won't be but it just might very relatable yeah well Wynikus is looking for the the housewives and the baby mamas he knows where the market is and the money is let's go Wynikus get him with that banana bread that's funny I will say girls like bacon from my experience <laughs> Yeah, dude. All right, Wynikus. So the plan is you're gonna make an eight hundred fifty dollar banana bed baking course with Bitcoin related. That is the way we will get women into Bitcoin. All right, genius. You could also it, start a SoundCloud. Uh, dread out your hair, <laughs> bleach it blonde, and get some face tats. Cause I'm an island boy, and I've been trying to make. I'm an island boy. Gosh, it's so terrible. Dude, honestly, I like I I kind of like it now. I'm not gonna lie. I I just the can't. first. Yeah, the the first time I listened to it, I I I had it on repeat like four times, and <laughs> now I hear it, and I'm just like I was. It was just like, what is this? And now I. I thrown on me i feel like stuff like that just makes me uh, i don't know get dumber (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if i get dumber but uh it's definitely an indictment on fiat culture i i presume you know i i'm waiting on safety and uh the fiat standard to destroy all pop culture and art so i i don't have i don't have a high iq think boy take on this except for that i see the signs and the, and I, I see the effects so you know shit's lit <laughs> when it, when is he releasing that book i think soon uh i got an email a little while ago it was maybe a week or so back a couple weeks ago and he was, I think, taking pre-orders so that he can self-publish it. 
So it's going to be out either the end of this year or the beginning of the year. Maybe maybe a time for Christmas. Who knows? But it's it's like it's close. It's very close. I heard that Brandon was going to take away Christmas. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not, Brandon's not going to let me have Saifedean's book for Christmas. Yeah. He's... Yeah, I've been waiting on that book for a while. I've also been waiting on Andreas's book uh, on lightning. Mastering lightning. Yeah, that might be cool. I uh, I've been sleeping on a few books, and my my Amazon is getting kind of full right now. I got I got a few books that I need to pick up. Nice. Yeah, my my reading list is so ridiculous. That's like the big problem with hanging out with Bitcoiners is you get so many different. Uh, um suggestions like heavily armed clown i've been working he's he's probably suggested on twitter like six or seven books and i'm probably about two in and to be fair a lot of them are rothbard books which are extraordinarily long but yeah yeah i mean I, i've started human action like three times and i don't know if i've gotten past like 175 pages on on each attempt but. I, I should probably just continue past that. Yeah, I haven't even started that one. I've been doing uh, <laughs> it, It's on my list. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day. I, I mean, this is, it, it, with reading, I think we need to have the attitude of time preference, too. Because you can read a lot of books over time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I... I'm still on Instagram, guys, so shame me all you want. But, you know, the Instagram post of, like, read 15, 20 minutes a day or 15 pages a day, you know, they're like, here's how to hustle. Read 15 pages a day, and that's 300 books a year or some shit. So it's like, but I, I try to get myself in reading habits, and I just, like, fall off after a month or two or three. Does Does reading memes count? Uh, I sure hope so. I sure hope Twitter counts because does it count, Winekiss? I mean, I don't know how to read, so uh, the fact that I can understand memes, I'd I'd say it does count. What do you think, Winekiss? Does reading memes count? Yeah. Um, I think making memes counts. Mm. <laughs> at the end of the day, you're your own judge so if you feel good in reading memes then all, all power to you i've been i've the meme i've been enjoying the most recently is the ralph or i call him rug pal um lyota trains i think that's been fantastic i'm not sure if one of you guys started that yeah those are classics Shout out Bitcoin Lyota. Uh, that's who started it. He, he's a, a must-follow memer. Yeah, I think I'm following him. Yeah, I'm surprisingly not blocked by Rug yet. That guy's such a tool. So speaking of that topic, so I love this segment that you guys started on the last Bitcoin Kindergarten Spooker Saint. Big fan. Books, 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 books. 
so Meltem is like high up on my shit list. Uh, I Kiwi Hoddle in the last uh, episode of Toxic Airways messaged me mid episode about that, and I almost had a conniption. What did you find out about the the uh, the leaf on on air? Yep. Ooh. Yep. So, for anybody that's not understanding what we're talking about, Meltem, I don't remember how to say her last name, Demeanor or something like that. Um, the Moors or yeah, I don't know. Meltem, the shit coiner, now <laughs> evil World Economic Forum employee. Uh, works for the World Economic Forum who are the absolute enemies. Yeah, I don't know how somebody can be content with themselves and work for that organization. Like, doesn't comprehend. Yeah. that's It's like the equivalent of going and working in the IRS, like auditing people's taxes and saying that you're just trying to shift the system from the inside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, go ahead. You go, I uh, just say it's like we were saying before, before we started recording. You know, it's it's that same idea. A lot of big pointers of, you know, like play along with the system and we'll change it from the inside. And most of us are like, dude, like fuck that shit. Like make their system morph to our system because ours is superior. Like they go fuck themselves. We got a whole new system, so we don't need to be participants in that old one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like just participating in the, like, something that Skeef and I talk a lot about is this idea of, like, going and trying to, to fix the system from the inside is just so silly because it's giving, ultimately giving that system legitimacy and versus when we circumvent the system it shows how stupid and powerless it is and that it needs to shift in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, we also don't even know how the current system even truly operates. Like, there's just so much backdoor stuff going on that we have we have no idea if, like, any election has really ever been, like, authentic or, like, what is actually going on. So the idea of, like... Yeah, they're, they're all kinds of... You know, yeah. That. They're all cousin. They're all inbred. Yeah, it would make sense that Biden would be an in, in inbred. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. It seems like <laughs> I, that came up on my radar today. My so Joe Rogan. Uh, uh, I'm a big Michael Malice fan. I think he's hilarious. And uh, he interviewed Michael Malice, and that's it was like right at the beginning of the episode. It was pretty awesome. But what was Joe's take? Oh, just that all of this is ridiculous right now. Yeah, Pete Clown World. Yeah. We got to get Michael Malice to be like more of a Bitcoin talk. Yeah. I think probably one of my favorite conversations, like he, he seems to be coming around to the idea. I think he's got some shit coiners in his ears though. Um, I think uh, 
what's happening right now with like the censorship is what a lot of people are doing is they're you know when they get kicked off of youtube they go to platforms like uh uh odyssey which is built on library token which you know is a shitcoin platform and so i think things like that for people like michael malice kind of seem alluring even though it doesn't in my opinion really solve any real problems uh but yeah i think like we're we're in advantage in an advantage position from the stance that we take with our content creation because you know i i know personally i'm going to get deplatformed eventually and it doesn't really matter uh because you you know we can use the uh other ways to distribute information and, and speak to who matters because I think it only matters uh, when you're trying to reach out to the masses and get that, you know, massive audience. And I don't think that's what any of us are really going for, uh, which is kind of a powerful position to be in as a content creator. Yeah, man. Uh, me and Johnny, I mean, me and Wynick just joke about it every week that, uh, we're surprised we didn't get canceled this week. So we, we definitely know that we're going to get canceled at some point and we'll just spin it back up somehow, some way, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, to do the show somehow, but we definitely know that we are on a short lived run and we're surprised that we keep going. So that's just what makes it fun, man. You know, like, saying wild shit on youtube and just like seeing seeing what they don't like and you know like we're we're here to spread the message of bitcoin and to spread the idea of basically fuck you money and how's it gonna look if all our content creators are, are spick span clean and and saying all the right things and saying on youtube like to me i believe bitcoin is like the equivalent to what the 60s counterculture was but actually doing something so it's a lot of rebellious spirits and you know there, there's got to be some of that comedy and and that that punk rock edge to it or else like i, I wouldn't really want to be a part of it and uh that's just the game that i see and you know while while i would love to you know get a get a big big bitcoin influencer paycheck uh we'll, we'll just be chilling with the plebs and stacking stats and talking shit and seeing how long we last <laughs> yeah yeah i think that kind of brings up an interesting point because I, I think a lot of people are really underestimating the importance of what we're doing right now in the sense of like lasting legacy because the world's going to shift and it's going to flip completely upside down uh, in regards to power structures and Bitcoiners are going to become, you know, do the dominant people in society uh, to a certain extent. They're going to be the most influential people instead of, you know, these fiat inbred parasites. Um, and, you know, you guys were talking about that on Bitcoin Kindergarten the other night. Like, are we going to forget like the stupid shit that Meltem's doing? or you know some of these other people that are out there right now like probably not like that stuff's going to be have an impact so i think you know being a, a shithead scammer right now uh actually is going to have some pretty hard implications whereas you know typically in the fiat world it doesn't 
I don't know what you guys think. I mean, just go, Anakin, go. I think it's interesting just, like, I feel like we have, Bitcoiners have some, like, different moral compass. Like, monetary gains are not necessarily the main driver. Like, it's not the primary motivator behind, like, what we're doing here. If not, people would be consuming in materials or already be buying houses and things like that. And it seems like that's not the sentiment. But um, when once you like get into that mindset, it's it's interesting just watching human psychology, right? Because you're you're kind of like observing it, observing all this as like a fly on the wall, and you see how people behave and how they're driven by greed and like the clear intent that people are doing certain things. Like it's it's very interesting uh, to look at things that way when you're not basically playing the same game as them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Um, Wanikis brought a Wanikis got think boy on us real quick. I could do that sometime. Got, got real think boy on us. But yeah, it... <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 funny. Like I I said it today in a tweet, but it's it's the same thing. Like once you start understanding Bitcoin you start understanding like humanity better. And once that feedback loop starts having effects in your behavior is when you really start becoming like a Bitcoin maximalist and you start, you know, really getting toxic and, and you wear it with pride. So um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, could you imagine like looking at your children in 30 years and then being like, Hey daddy, I just found out on the internet, you were a Bitcoin scammer. Like, <laughs> like what like I said, you know, like maybe Bitcoiners are just built different. We have a different moral code, and uh, you know, like proof of work is is a way of life. And like, can you prove your work? Are are you a scammer? Are you trying to take shortcuts? Like, all this stuff makes a way down into like your DNA, dude. Like, it's it's not really just taught for the most part. Like, you you really believe this shit. You really are, you know, the Bitcoiner that you say you are. And man, I just, I could never live with myself knowingly scamming someone and trying to steal them of their Bitcoin. Like I say it all the time. Everyone's a scammer. Like I tell that to my normie friends and they're like, what are you even talking about? They don't get the reference. And I, I just like, like, you'll learn one day. So I don't know. It could never be me, bro. Can't relate. It's yeah. kind of interesting because with Bitcoin maximalists or people that are like, like us, basically, there's just this like level of trust that, or maybe maybe I'm just too vulnerable to trust people without without uh like without without potentially like putting myself at risk. But I feel like when I meet other Bitcoiners, like I can trust them a lot more just based on their their moral compass and like motives. Like I feel like uh, we're all pretty much good people. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the toxic Bitcoin maximalists, they see these idiots uh, standing on the side of the road and you get a bunch of normies biking down the road and they're just taking sticks and trying to put put them in the spokes <laughs> of people's bikes and just watch them fall flat on their face. And we're the ones out there like, 
you guys need to stop putting sticks in people's bike spokes. Like, that's bullshit. And then the people get off their bikes and they're like, why are you being so toxic? <laughs> like, You're so close-minded, bro. Yeah, he was trying to help me. Like, trying to help me. <laughs> it, it's kind of an odd thing to watch. Yeah, I mean, people are so fixated on like, this conversation of like personality and all, and how people behave and all this stuff. When in reality, like none of it really matters. Like the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin system just keeps moving along, right? Yeah. Tick off next block. Like t- Bitcoin does not know who's using it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that's you know kind of hopeful. Looking in the future is that you know, from an economic standpoint, you know, Bitcoin is the hardest money there is and therefore will defeat all these shit coins and including the CBDCs. Uh, and it'll usher in prosperity for people that adopt it uh, in regions that adopt it. Like, it, it just gets me super excited to see what's happening in El Salvador. Like, I'm very skeptical of the government, but, you know, just seeing people use Bitcoin, uh down there in that region to think that a region that's been you know screwed uh over so many times by western countries to potentially like flip the script and become dominant it's it's super super exciting i mean the, i think government inherently is evil and will probably try and pull something bad um hopefully it won't be that bad or um you know the people amass enough economic power they'll be able to defeat it but yeah, it's it's cool to see that happen. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting experiment, and if this plays out the way we really think it will, then like to watch a, a country that is considered poor to just catapult itself to the top, um, it's it's going to be really awesome to see. Yeah, like, and they're also just proving a model that other countries are just going to follow. The game theory is playing out, and now it's like game on in a sense. Every time the price pumps, too, everyone's just like, "Oh my god, I'm short. I need more." So it's just a matter of time. It's happening a lot faster than I thought. Yeah, no kidding. El Salvador is going to prove that number go up doesn't just work at the individual level. It doesn't just work at the business level. It works at the nation state level. So they're gonna they're gonna be fucking balling. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, like they have uh, like seven hundred Bitcoin already stacked on their treasury. So it's interesting to see what I mean. That 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 could be like peanuts right now, but who knows? Volcano mining too. A a base president trolling the IMF and 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 Keynesian economists on Twitter. I don't know. He sounds pretty base, bro. I I've definitely been one towing the line of is he dictator is he base president and uh, the more i see it, the more the more i think base president he 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 does ridiculous avies on on twitter it's like he's one of us it's it's the uh wolf of wall street meme you know he's <laughs> he's one of us that's just it. that's what it feels like but hey we'll see there's a lot of rug pulls in this space so maybe we'll get rug pulled by a politician and it just it won't even be surprising considering how much we don't like politicians in the first place. Oh, we'll definitely get rug pulled by a politician at some point. <laughs>
I, yeah, that's all, that's almost a given. I, I saw this article this past week, which I I got pretty angry when I saw it, but it was like this this spin that uh, the IMF uh, approved a one point five billion dollar loan to El Salvador because of Bitcoin, like Bitcoin influenced them that that's how the article was trying to spin it, or at least the headline was. And then getting into the article, didn't say anything about that. Uh, but you're, you're it, it's going to be pretty wild to see the narratives all over the place and how they're spun. And it's going to be pretty, you know, it, it's already hard enough to figure out what's true and what's not. There's just so much misdirection, I think being intentionally laid at our, our feet to try and confuse everybody. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. I have an idea. I mean, what? If we just well, go hold on. What? All right, go. Uh, yeah, I, I just saying. Um, uh, while, while I agree with you, Tucson, I, I kind of feel like the opposite, but maybe it's because we aren't as dumb as we play. You know, like, I feel like the, the, the fun is going to get so ridiculous that to us, it's going to be like, like no one can possibly fall for this. Like, this is how bad it is. Like, like, like me and Wayne were talking this week. Did you see that Yahoo News article that came out this week? And the person was talking about like clearing up the, clearing up the, the FUD in Bitcoin and getting the, you know, getting the facts straight. And they were trying to talk about mining. And it was like completely ass backward. It, it was it was just like they had no idea what they were talking about, and they're trying to pass this off like, you know, they're some kind of expert. So I feel like it's gonna get more ridiculous. But that's one thing. It's like a superpower as a Bitcoiner. Once you understand how how bad the mainstream media is in regards to Bitcoin, you realize that they're probably the same way with everything else. And yeah. If you're listening to them still, you probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Bitcoin experts should be a major red flag if somebody says that. <laughs> we had uh, Gigglesmer, or Gigi Lesmur. Uh, he's like a big-time memer on Twitter. He changed his account to the Israeli Investment Fund Group and then tweeted in Hebrew that... <laughs> They inv- they're investing $1.5 billion into Bitcoin. Minutes later, it just it took... Uh, it was on it, Yahoo News. It went viral and then Yahoo News reported. Yahoo News is the worst. <laughs> and it was up for like a month. They just left it up there. And it, like they didn't verify anything. It's just a fake tweet. <laughs> so it's once you see things like that, like how can you trust anything? Yeah. I'm a big fan of stuff like that. I think like Bitcoin Mafia uh, was doing that on Twitter too, where he uh, posted like a fake news story about the Catholic Church accepting Bitcoin. Um, and that went around. I mean, the, the stories like that are so funny and watching the mainstream media just kind of falter I, I i guess like i don't really like mainstream media as a term because it's really not it's just like the corporate status media um that like tries to like influence the conversation uh a bit and is pretty successful at that 
despite I, I almost feel like they're absurd on purpose in order to do that but yeah, yeah it's, it's just shock value clickbaits like it's all it's all just a game it's, it's obvious to us and it's not obvious to everyone else like you can see how easily propaganda works i mean i don't want to get into the whole schmovid thing but like eight billion people <laughs> Con like are convinced that wearing a mask is protecting them so it's it's crazy yeah did you guys see skeep's tweet about getting away with not wearing a mask on an airplane no i didn't yeah it's something that i've like when i travel i try to wear it as much as as little as possible um in the airports and get away with it for the most part recently um to one give people permission not to and then to to um kind of wear wear these people down because i think they get tired of telling people i mean like when you look at the power structure like i think we we build it up in our head a lot as far as like th there's kind of a mythology that that people in positions of authority are, you know, somehow qualified or, or above, like they're, you look at the president of the United States and like, this is something that was amazing about Donald Trump. Um, and something that's amazing at, about Joe Biden is the two of them have just completely degraded that, uh, role of the presidency of both being worthless and incompetent. Um, it, or at least like very open, every president has been worthless and incompetent, but like very openly where it's like difficult to, to believe that there's any legitimacy to it. And I think the same goes for like, you know, these government scientists like Fauci, who, who's a worthless idiot. Um, and same goes for like the TSA agents that are groping you when you're walking through the airport. Um, it's. Yeah. I think it, it's interesting that, yeah, like you were talking about, like the FUD is going to get so absurd uh, going forward. And I, I feel like it already is just like, you know, the past year with, with COVID it's like, we're going to, you know, do these things. And like, I, it took, it took me a couple months to, to kind of get through, you know, the mass hysteria and, uh, start to begin to push back but i had so many conversations with people about how stupid the lockdowns are and how harmful they are to society and how they're, they're kind of irre, uh, irredeemable uh to a certain extent of like you know you're going to create mass starvation in developing countries and you know completely destroy supply chains and you know traumatize children like seeing like the suicide rates um go up in my community and then seeing uh uh food and water insecurity go through the roof it was already problematic beforehand i was just like looking at the stuff and like you guys are literally prom that are promoting the mask promoting lockdowns promoting all the bullshit are literally shooting yourselves and everybody else in the foot and it's interesting to see people kind of come around to that idea as they realize you know they're they're looking at bare shelves in the grocery stores and hearing that Joe Biden's going to take Christmas. So, yeah, I mean, I think 
think the good thing about this is that it's just accelerating the eventual fall of these structures and it's making us more prepared. Like now these conversations about citadels and uh, being responsible with your own food and kind of like bringing it back to uh, times where survival was reliant on on yourself, not on these like huge corporations. So uh, like that, at least th there's always like a positive. And yeah, I mean, I've been hanging out on a, on a farm here a lot in Costa Rica. And I see all these like guys working in the field and riding horses and building fences. They're obviously like, killing their own animals and, and uh, growing food. And I'm just like, looking at them do this stuff and i'm like i feel like such a bitch like <laughs> I, like how how do i not know how to do this stuff like what have i been learning this whole time since i was little like these are things that like everyone should know how to do so uh i always joke around with my cousin we're like we have to kill a chicken one day just to like prove we're real men you know <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to come stop by my house i'm almost done with my chicken coop yeah, I mean, when I was traveling overseas in, in Asia, it's like common. Everyone has chickens in their backyard or whatever. So it was like the first time I witnessed um, like somebody killing a chicken for dinner for us. And it, ha it happened like already in five occasions. So like after the first time, I was kind, kind of desensitized, but it really changes your, your outlook on like, again, the proof of work, let's just say, of what happened to get that food on your plate. Like people take so much stuff for granted. Yeah. I think a meme I'm going to continue to uh, put out there is we need to all be more like Shishi. I agree with that, dude. Honestly, I've been thinking, I've been thinking that same way. Like I fucking love Shishi. He, he, he's a, uh, I mean, sometimes he's just contrarian for contrarian sake, but that's why I love Shishi. But I, I love how he, like without any fear of confrontation we'll just ask you direct questions and he's like well that's just like what we want to know and it's like yeah bro like sometimes we got to be a little more like cc yeah it's definitely like a goal of mine in the next two years is to become more like shishi he's really been on it his pa courses has also been really good too bro his what? <laughs> I said his TAA courses. Uh, his trading group. Does his uh, $850 trading group. Hit him in the DMs. No, he doesn't have one. Uh, it's just like an inside joke where... Because Shishi has been damn near like on point for the last couple of months in, in his uh, tea leaf reading of the Bitcoin price. And while I'll be stupidly bullish... He'll be like, I don't know, dude. I think we're gonna have a dump. I'm like, no way, dude. No way. And yeah, those don't exist. Yeah, dips are illegal where we're going, and it all it's been kind of following what he's been saying. So I don't know when when Shishi gives me some charts to look at, I am definitely at least paying attention. Obviously, I don't trade. I I don't even look at the price of Bitcoin anymore. You don't you don't have a Glassnode account. <laughs> uh yeah i don't have one i am i am not a glass node whiz kid as far as ta goes i much prefer uh 
the vegan witch astrologers out there. They seem to be. Pretty- oh yeah. <laughs> I I mean the full full moon, you know the the full moon TA has seemed to been on point for historically a long time. So full moon maximalist. Does it does it typically pull back or run? Out? I think no. I I think it pumped on the full moon, and it like dumps on a new moon. I don't know. I'm oh. I'm, I'm not much of a witch. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you read a little bit of uh, Friedrich Hayek talking about the complexity of markets and how stupid central planning is, it, it kind of demolishes uh, these ideas of technical analysis of like trying to predict where we're going with these dumb patterns. That's some. That's like some ultimate fiat theory, theory right there. It's like what the Fed does. People working at the Fed do. Let's hear like uh, your outlook the next decade or so. Like, sprinkle in some optimism in there. How you think things will unfold? You know. Yeah. Well, I think what's ultimately going to happen is like what we're already seeing is there's going to be what what I've heard called uh, anarcho tyranny, in the sense of like the state is going to lose power in our lives but they're going to also selectively enforce things and go after people selectively kind of like what you're seeing up in portland oregon right now but you know we're going to see things like they're going to go out raise taxes exponentially they're going to i mean watching what's happening in california with like banning uh, small engines and stuff like that is really bad uh and insane and like the emissions uh that they're doing and i think they're gonna you know continue to do that i think they're gonna try and usher in things like carbon taxes which are really gonna fuck people over and i think ultimately that's all bullish uh because if you get out into society you know and you get into you know lower income neighborhoods like where I live, there's a lot of immigrants, uh, both documented and undocumented. And there's these already these massive cash economies that happen. You know, what what happens every single time that they uh raise the uh barriers to entry, these beautiful things called uh black markets, which I like to call free markets, rise. And you know, people start operating outside the system but what's different here is that we have incredibly powerful tools you know and things like bitcoin encryption private messaging and i think every time there's a massive shift uh one direction there's a giant pushback in the opposite direction and so i think despite the state being kind of insane uh and going to be you know increasingly more insane with their policies uh it's actually going to be kind of empowering for a lot of us you know especially a lot of us that are you know intolerant of the bullshit and you know we're going to see these uh you know citadels or or shishi when i had him on the podcast was calling them mesh citadels these networks of people uh transacting and interacting with each other uh grow in kind of a decentralized manner and it's something that i'm 
you know, extremely, extremely optimistic about because free markets are amazing. You know, it, if the state uh, fails, if there's a massive, uh, you know, collapse and financial collapse, if there's uh, uh, a balkanization of countries or, or even, you know, individual states in the U.S., uh, what's ultimately going to happen is there's going to be extreme, extreme freedom in the marketplace for either a short or an extended period of time. And there's going to be a lot of prosperity for people that, uh, you know, have the ability to actually produce things of value uh, that are going to get out there and hustle or going to do things like uh, go raise chickens or, you know, raise cows or actually grow crops and, and, you know, take advantage of, uh, you know, whatever demand there is. And, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, fail a lot of people living in the cities that don't really have real skill sets uh, that are do th doing things like, you know, working booths at uh, the mall or, you know, whatever, like people like that are going to get, you know, hit pretty hard, but um, in the short term, at least, but I think in the long term, there's going to be a lot of growth. And yeah, I think we underestimate or I, I'll speak for myself, I tend to underestimate the power of Bitcoin, you know, to the ability to transact without censorship, you know, to use it privately, uh, to, you know, store it without confiscation. There's, there's such an asymmetric um, power advantage against the state uh, in utilizing something like Bitcoin, uh, coupled with all of these things, you know, that I see coming, uh, it, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And I think like, you know, a lot of people that have been in the Liberty movement or around like in that mindset of like, screw the fed, you know, fuck the state, you know, for a while, uh, for, you know, the past 50, 60 years, uh, you know, have been very disempowered. They haven't had the skill sets or the tools and there's just been a lot of whining. And I think this is our moment, you know, to really get out there and put up a f massive fight against the state. And, you know, there's, there's going to be awful situations like Jay Stark, you know, where the state gets one of us. Uh, but there's so many of us and we're so decentralized and there's so many people that, you know, have good OPSEC out there. Uh, there, there's no way they can stop us all. It's kind of like the, the Area 51 raid. If we all Naruto run, you know, they can't shoot us all. Um, so that's got me optimistic. What, what's got you guys optimistic? Well, I, I'll pick it back off what you said. And I've been thinking the same thing about this, like, pendulum swing. And, like, I know we've been talking about, uh, like, FUD and, and disinformation or, or fake news from, from mainstream media and stuff. But I really like what Laser Hoddle's been saying lately about, like, the Great Reset and how 2030 is their deadline. And in that, it seems very, like, dystopian and dark. But the way that I'm seeing stuff is, like, someone put a tweet out. I, it was, like, this week or something. But it was basically, like, a picture of Bill Gates. And it said, uh, like, when when you try to when you try to start a pandemic, but it backfires, and the the great awakening of the human race starts like to commence or something like that. And so I say all that to say that I feel that 
you know, the powers that be, the Great Reset, the the World Economic Forum, you know, like those type of unsavory characters, those with an actual conspiracy to push the world in a certain direction have pushed their hand a little too hard and, and they push the momentum and the pendulum a little too far out of their grasp and things got out of control. And in that chaos has been what we've been going through the last couple of years where there has been a lot of small semi-awakening moments within different groups of people. And so I'm optimistic in the sense that I think they overplay their hand and they're, they're basically like ex- have accelerated the timeline for us in our favor. And the fact that Bitcoin's pumping at the time and just everything is pointing towards Bitcoin basically lifting all the tides and and helping a lot of you know human capital get released into the system and therefore um, you know pushing more human enforcement. And so I'm you know obviously I'm stupidly optimistic on Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's great, and like you said, man, I don't think we we give Bitcoin enough credit in the effects that it will have on people. Like, you know, as an individual, once, once you're, you know, once you make it through a whole cycle and, and you're hodling the ups and downs and, and you're like wine and kiss Wednesday saying, I'm never going to sell any Bitcoin. It's, it's just like a different thing and, and you become a different person. And if we are in that, that, like the greatest time to be alive, I think, is now. And if we are in that last sprint to 2030 where it's either us or them, like it's either dystopian, you know, uh, digital enslavement for the rest of humanity or it's uh, citadels and Bitcoin and humans interacting and flourishing at a level that has never been seen on planet Earth. Like this is the final battle, in my opinion. And if it is like Laser Hoddle says, and 2030 is that deadline where it's either us or them, well, we all know that open source software and and Bitcoin and uncensorable censorship resistant money will freaking win that game. And and centralized power has no match. There is no match to decentralized army of guerrilla cyber hornets that will can literally act more retarded then you guys can act professional. And like, that is the stick is like, play dumb enough to catch your mark. Well, you know, sometimes you think the mark is a shit corner and sometimes it's a central banker, but who knows? Like only the Bitcoiner knows because we know what's going to happen. Dude. We have the crystal ball and, and number goes up and we have the, the asymmetric knowledge. And I'm optimistic for that, man. Like I, I get excited seeing what all my Bitcoin friends are building, you know, like, I get excited when I hear jumping into spaces and they're talking about shit that I'm like, wow, like, you know, like what are the smartest people talking about? And I can interact with that on Twitter and they're mainly Bitcoiners. So, you know, I think we all say it's cliche at this point, like we're bullish on Bitcoiners. Bitcoiners are the real heroes around here. <laughs> that was dope. You get one more though. <laughs> that's a must-have on the soundboard yeah it's 
number one. Yeah. Good good shift in conversation, Weinikas. What's Weinikas bullish on? The pupusas in El Salvador next week. 21 pupusas a day. 21 pupusas a day keeps the shit coiner away. <laughs> You're asking me what I'm optimistic about? Yeah. Um, I mean, more so that there's other people out there that are as hopeful as us and that are actually doing something about it. Like I, I always hear people say, if it wasn't for Bitcoin, I would feel so helpless right now. And I, I feel the same way. Like this, the idea of just being completely in control of your wealth and not having it censored and like you hear Optimus's voice when he's talking and, and how he makes these bold claims, but it's because we're so confident because we know exactly like how things will operate in the realm of like the Bitcoin protocol. Like we know what's going to happen from here on out for the most part. So like that, with that confidence comes us now bringing, bringing it to fruition in the real world and finding other like-minded individuals that want to live in a peaceful way where, where they value property rights and can clearly see the like propaganda and, and uh, state taking advantage of them. Like the whole, the whole like sovereign individual thesis, the thing that, that like really sticks with one when I, when they read that book is that um, people go where they're treated best. So like I'm excited to see the whole jurisdictional arbitrage play out, and that's like what I'm optimistic about. I'm not necessarily a like a patriotic or nationalistic person, so I'm I'm really willing to like live by that. Like I, I'm I'm excited to go to places where we are treated best. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I I'm so excited to see these power structures get torn down because of the freedom that it'll allow people to experience. I think it's going to be amazing. I mean, you just like, you look, you look at the emotion that, that came with the fall of the Soviet union and it was messy, but like, you know, tearing down the Berlin wall, um, you know, all of these States, you know, breaking off, I think it's going to be a similar experience, except instead of moving into, you know, kind of corruption and, and having all these meddling, you know, what powers like trying to influence these, these new jurisdictions, it's going to be actual, you know, communities being able to stand on their own feet and be like, we're not taking part in the bullshit anymore. I think it's going to be amazing. Definitely. Wynicus, do you have any predictions on where the best place in the next 10 years for Bitcoiners to be is? Uh, uh, I don't know. I really don't. But, I mean, I'm excited to see what El Salvador is about and, and the sentiment. I know it's like still early. It's not even two months into the experiment. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have an answer as far as uh, – like countries 
but um, I am more excited to see like actual citadels and like farm communities and things like that come to life, which I, I think we're still uh, a ways to go from seeing that happen, but there's definitely like talks about it now, which is interesting. Like the, the narrative is shifting from like number go up, let's get rich to like, let's, let's build communities now. And uh, I'm excited about those kinds of opportunities. Yeah, countries I, I don't know yeah I'm, I'm trying to think as much in regions rather than countries because i'm hoping the countries go away <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean preferably somewhere tropical with like a beach you know nice weather not too hot not too cool yeah you get it you get it Hey, the mountains are nice too. There's always nice areas everywhere. But, yeah. uh, I mean, there there are areas that are tropical and cool by the beach, and you go up the mountain and there's snow. You know, like yeah. I mean, that, that's why I don't like living in one place all the time. I get to experience it all. Like, who made the rules that you should live in one place forever? Yeah, the IMF's trying in the World Economic Forum want it to be that way but they can go suck one we're not going to put up with it you're going to live in the pod Maltem can go kick some rocks <laughs> she, she's trying to uh, lie for a better place in the pod <laughs> yeah she commented today on Sam Altman's world coin tweet he, he tweeted this whole like oh we, we created world coin some deep, like he's one of the most popular VCs in Silicon Valley and it's a coin that will be fairly distributed to everyone in the world. And she commented on it like, oh, this is interesting. Like, how do you plan to make money or something like that? I'm like, has to scan your retina. <laughs> Biometrics to make sure you get your fair share of this shit coin. That's an interesting, that's an interesting project you got there. Is it actually tied to biometrics? Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, dude. They, that little ball thing is called an orb. And what it does is it scans your, your retina to give you a unique biometric hash that will unlock your fair share of the WorldCoin network. So straight up like commie dystopian hellhole for tracking you i mean who who knows what they'll do with the retina data hopefully it's just uh you know it's just the encryption pattern but shit i don't know it doesn't <laughs> it sounds like at the start of a bad sci-fi movie yeah yeah they're but just th but just think that they're like sitting there in a boardroom like this is a good idea this is gonna hit the market like this is the one I think I think this stuff like that is so optimistic because these people are so moronic. Like just looking at that stuff is just so stupid. Yeah, it just shows like how far we are ahead of the actual narrative. Yeah. Like what what the what the human mind as a collective can comprehend right now is basically shitcoin. You know, it, it's just proven that humanity isn't up to the level of being on the Bitcoin standard yet. But I guess that's what we're here for, to 
improve ourselves and, and try to make waves with, with the people around us so that we can all be ready. It's like Noah's Ark, you know, like the Ark's built. Now, are we ready to, you know, are we worthy to be on the Ark? And uh, that's what hauling's about. You know, we're hitting all-time highs and hopefully you put in the work to, to make it through. Yeah, it's beautiful. I had a, I had a moment like that uh, this week on toxic airwaves uh we were talking about like what an anarchist truly anarchist society would look like and uh i uh start i don't know if i started to allude to uh hans hoppe's uh, like private law thesis and uh arceris btc was just like you know first of all like we probably wouldn't even need legal structures if we didn't have this state and uh, we wouldn't need uh, corporations if we had the state. We people have an amazing ability to organize voluntarily uh, to fix problems without these, you know, structures that are only created as a result of the state. And it just blew my mind um, thinking about that because it's like you're trying to. It's like when people are trying trying to explain Bitcoin to people when they're like, "Oh, it's digital gold" or "It's digital real estate," and it's these you know, terms trying to, you know, explain something uh, with context of what we already know, something truly new and novel. And yeah, it's it's going to be fun kind of uh, um, going out and exploring and, and discovering what this new world will look like. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, we're going to laugh looking back at ourselves and be like oh i got i had it like i understood but like i just i didn't i couldn't even comprehend then what the world is like today 20 years later or whatever you know 10 years later it's just like you know shit we were promised uh flying cars you know like back to the future we're nowhere close to that yet but maybe on a bitcoin standard we can you know shoot past our markers and We'll look back on this and like, holy shit! Like, I, I couldn't even have comprehended that happening. Like, that was not even on my radar. So, should be exciting. Well, we'll have flying cards as soon as the state ends. <laughs> Let's go, foolish. Get rid of the regulations. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if we had flying cars, we wouldn't need roads, and then we wouldn't need uh, government yeah. to build the roads. Ooh. Wow, now we're getting real things, boy. We need the state to protect property. <laughs> that one that one drives me nuts. I, I wrote a whole article on that today of why that's a stupid, stupid idea. I, I should have titled it like the state hates your property or something like that. Yeah, you gotta share that with, with uh, me after. Sounds good. Well, cool. Kind of wrapping up. Do you guys have anything to shill? Uh, we could just show Bitcoin Kindergarten. Guys, come join us every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, watch us live on YouTube. Come troll us in our YouTube chat. Or if you want to be a part of the Discord chat, throw some memes that end up on the show. You know, be a part of the culture. Come out with us in our Discord. Follow us on Twitter. It's at BTC Kindergarten. 
Uh, this is Optimus Fields of My Living Truth. Thanks for having me, Tucson. I love what you and Steve do. I think you guys are a great, great duo. And uh, yeah, I I'm trying to steal some game, bro. I, I like I like what you guys are doing on the stream. So shout out to you, bro. And uh, thanks for having us. And, and you know, keep coming back to the show. You're, you're, you help us out over there, bro. So much oh. love and uh, keep killing it. It's the best show. And you can steal whatever you want. Skeeth and I don't believe in intellectual property. So. <laughs> Obviously, that's yeah. See, we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same wavelength. You got anything to show, Winicus? No, just what Optimus said. They they claim kindergarten every Wednesday. Just come have a good time with us. Talk about anything you possibly want. Don't yeah. so like don't so like Winicus's memes on Simply Bitcoin. He's he's yeah, chief meme officer over there. That was. Um, yeah, that was the first place I heard of you, Arnicus, was on there. Nice. Well, yeah, I just, I'm spreading the message through humor, so uh, everyone has their different angle, but yeah, just shouts out to Simply Bitcoin, and also, of course, this was an awesome conversation, and what you and Skeef are doing on Toxic Airwaves is great, so big shout out to you guys. Yeah, love to have you guys on there. Well, cool. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks. No worries. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that conversation. And big thank you to Optimus and Winicus for coming on the show. I'll be there every Wednesday, or most every Wednesday, uh, for the Bitcoin Kindergarten. And I hope you definitely check it out and follow them on Twitter. But yeah, there's a lot to get excited about right now. There's a lot to be concerned about right now. But ultimately, you know, what I see is incredibly important is choosing wisely who you surround yourself with. And it's, it's something that doesn't necessarily have to be restricted to geographic location. You can surround yourself with solid people via the internet and we can get connected in such, you know, fantastic ways. Um, I'm a big promoter of the Bitcoin meetup scene in Arizona. I'm really excited about what we have going on there on Saturday. We had a great meetup in Tucson and uh, tomorrow, upcoming Tuesday, the 26th, uh, we're going to be having a Halloween party somewhere up in Phoenix. And I'm stoked. It's just going to be an awesome time where we're, you know, really trying to build out some infrastructure and build out this community of people that can rely on each other, uh, utilize Bitcoin well. People can come in and get, uh, you know, instruction and knowledge of the things that they need to do to take care of themselves in this broken monetary system so i hope you check that out and uh yeah thanks for watching this uh conversation with these guys and have a good one